Hey, welcome back to the Common Ground North Dakota podcast. I'm Heather. And I'm Jen. I've been a chef for 10 years. And I'm a registered dietitian. We've all heard the saying, farm to table. But what if the conversation was table to farm? Join Jen and I as we sit down with ag experts to dig in and find out more about North Dakota agriculture. All right, welcome back to Common Ground North Dakota. I'm Jen. (laughs) I'm Heather. So last time we had talked with Cassie from Black Leg Ranch. Yes. And I keep thinking about her. I know. And the bison. Yes, the bison. And then we talked about like the nutrition value of like organ meats. Do you remember that? I know. I want some organ meat in my bison. I know. And <laughs> we'll like work it in there. Right. So I've done that, Heather. Okay. I've done that with um the Thanksgiving stuffing. You know, you get the bird and then right. they're like, hey, there's the organ meats and I actually like grind it up and I put it in the stuffing but I don't tell anybody oh but I bet it's delicious and they don't even know it is it's like the secret ingredient and they're like this is so good and I'm like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a little suspicious but you know I'm sure it's the same with like right. with like bison or yes. even like I know when I, I'm a hunter too so like my uncle would always want the deer heart after I'd harvested my deer and what would he do with it Boil it. Just and, like, boil eat it. it. Yeah. Okay. So I need to kind of revisit <laughs> organs and I'll I'll figure out some recipes for those. Yep. Like yeah. Deer heart tacos or Oh well, right. I feel like it or liver. You know, liver <laughs> again is high in vitamin A, so you gotta be careful with it. Don't eat it all the time because it's a fat soluble vitamin. Hopefully but... no one's listening to this in the morning. I feel like it I might be. We might a turn stomach. But so speaking of like <laughs> You know, events and gatherings. Yes. We have some cool guests today. I'm really excited. So we have Carter and Lavi. And they're here to talk about an event they do out in Dickinson. So welcome. Thanks for joining us. And Thanks for having us. And we can yep. see see very clearly that you're joining us virtually because Lavi, your background, I want to run through that field right now. It right? is gorgeous. It looks is fake. It yeah. No, it's real life. It's got to be real. Or do you have like a wind machine in front of you and a green screen? (laughs) Blowing my hair about. (laughs) It's so beautiful. It's a postcard. It was a postcard. What do we have in the background, Lavi? What is it? Uh, There's some grass right next to me. And then the wheat field is back behind me under that bright blue sky. Lovely. Gorgeous. And where are you joining us from? I am in southwest North Dakota. I am uh, be- between Belfield and Amadon, west to Dickinson on 94 and south. Awesome. Lovely. And Carter, where are you today? I am joining you from the comfortable log cabin of the <laughs> Dickinson Area Chamber of Commerce. I'm the executive director here. I've oh. been in this role since May of 2021. Okay. And that log cabin is pretty cool, too. Yes, for sure. It, it really is. You bet. That's so, awesome. so tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into your roles. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So Lavi Steiner, um, originally from Bigger Saskatchewan, Canada. I moved down to the United States in 2001 to uh, attend university at Dickinson State. Uh, I was a, a rodeo athlete for them. And so uh, after graduating from Dickinson State, I found a job in uh, genetics um, worked on a genetics uh, for a genetics company doing embryo transfers and artificial insemination. From there, um, transferred kind of roles into more of the finance and insurance departments. 
Um, I now am an owner of commodity insurance. I provide crop, livestock, and hail insurance uh, to all of our producers here, um, giving them that um, support for those unlikely events where these beautiful crops behind me aren't uh, so beneficial and and they don't have a crop to go harvest. So um, I'm involved in the egg department, um, the egg chamber. I've been uh, with them, I think, for 10 years, uh, wow. served as the chair on that department for many years. Uh, we've hosted many great events, but we're here today to talk about um, our our one and upcoming banquet in a field, uh, Western style, we call it. Um, and and ideally, it, it looks just like the background <laughs> that I'm sitting in today. So it's a really, really neat event. And I, I can't wait to share some of the information with you guys. That's great. great. How about you, Carter? Talk about yeah, you like bet. your so, background. Sure. I'm a Dickinson, North Dakota native. I'm a 2002 graduate of Dickinson High School. I then went to North Dakota State, Gold Bison. Uh, I got a social science education degree and came back to the area. I was a teacher, coach, administrator at Dickinson Trinity High School for okay. 12 years. That included time in the principal's office. I, I was the high school principal at age 26. Wow, that's which impressive. Was young. Yeah. After three three up and down years of the principal's office, I went back to the classroom. Okay. Uh, I at, at one point took on athletic director duties. I was at one point our varsity girls basketball coach for five years. Uh, I'm married with, with three children. Um, in the 20 teens, I was a chamber board member. Okay. So that's how I became familiar with the work of the chamber. After 12 good years at Trinity, I had worn many hats at a small school. It was time for something new. Yeah. Uh, there ended up being an opening, a need for an executive director here. And I have come on board uh, at tw- on 2021. I brought, I think, my knowledge of the community at event planning and scheduling and, and working with people of all stripes and from every sector of the economy. And it's been two and a half good years here at the chamber. That's amazing. And that's your connection with Lavi, correct? Yeah, that's right. Lavi, as chair of the Ag Committee, has everyone as much as we can on the same page that did a great job and helped us uh, bring a banquet in the field to the Dickinson Area Chamber. And 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 Lavi can tell us more about that, I think. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that connection. And Lavi, you mentioned this event. Talk about like the history behind it. Where did it start? How long has it been going on? Yeah. So our inaugural event was in 2018. And we have to give credit in large part to Common Ground and their event that they hosted out in Fargo. It was the inspiration behind uh, starting this type of event in Dickinson. So as the Ag Committee, uh, our main goals, you know, in in why we do this and why we volunteer is to provide not only our producers with the valuable tools they need um, to continue farming and ranching as things change and provide an education component to them, uh, but also to educate those that are not involved Mm -hmm. in the agriculture sector. Um, More importantly for this event, that is our main goal. Okay. And so we a few other events uh, in the past that we were just kind of losing a little bit of um, of participation from our producers. Um, they'd kind of run their course. And, and so we thought, you know, we need to really revamp um, what we're doing here and, and what we're trying to accomplish. And so we let go of a couple events that we had been doing. And uh, one of the committee members brought this 
event to our attention and said, you know, this is something they're doing out in Fargo uh, and it's really a hit and we should look into it. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So we had a couple of our committee members come out to your event in Fargo and check it out and look to see how it was all done and found out it was going to be a heck of a lot of work. But we were up for the challenge. And so, yeah, in 2018, we hosted our first event. I think we had about 90 people. Uh, our goal was 150. Okay. Uh, so we were off a little bit. You know, we were we were struggling a little bit in the in the invite department and in trying to get people interested in coming to it, really not knowing maybe what it was all about. Sure. Mm-hmm. First year is hard for them mm-hmm. to understand exactly what the event is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for us as a committee, we were like, this is awesome. We it was great. We had fantastic speakers. Uh, the first year was hosted out at uh, Greg's and Stacy Kessel's south of Belfield. Okay. And they actually produce barley on their farm, which is then malted through a company they they are port owners in and then produced at um, one of the local breweries in Dickinson. Wow. Cool. And so, yeah. So it was awesome because the field of barley that grew in their yard uh, was in turn being drank at the event. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. That's awesome mm-hmm. to like talk about that like full circle farm to yeah. table concept, right? And that we have like such a unique environment in North Dakota to be able to highlight that at events. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was really cool. And I think it didn't take long. Um, you know, we did our video and posted a little bit of after mm-hmm. um, marketing. And uh, by the next year, our numbers had gone up. And uh, so, yeah, it, it didn't take long for word to get around. And this year we are already full with a waiting list. Oh, great. Awesome. So it, it's awesome. But, you know, inspiration um, coming directly from those trying to help educate our consumers about what what these products are and where they come from. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we uh, we based it off of off the Common Ground event um, and we put our little twists to it, uh, kind of made it our own. Uh, but really a, a really fun event. And um, and it's it's so awesome to see people wanting to come and learn and be a part of of something that, um, you know, they get to enjoy. It's a, right. Uh, but also learn a little bit while they're there. Well, and there's Absolutely. nothing better than sitting at a table together. Right. And being able to have those conversations and really connect. I love that mm-hmm. part of it, too. And Carter, I bet that's like your education background is like. Yes, this is perfect. And that's where <laughs> you get excited, I I would assume, right? Oh, totally. You know, for what we have, you talk about, Labby said they had 90 at the first event mm-hmm. and we're hoping for 150. We have the opposite problem now where we have more people wanting into the event than what we think we can accommodate. Labby called it a waiting list. We're going to accommodate as as many as we can. But, yeah. uh, you know, we, are, we went north of 150. We are going to land in the neighborhood of 175 plus oh, wow. uh, right now. And so it is an event planning challenge, but a, a great one to have. One yeah. of my roles is to look to help the Ag Committee invite new people to this event each year. So if we have new elected leaders in the area, they, okay. they get on the invitation list. If we have two new chamber member businesses they go on the list. Okay. We invited the four winners of the Chamber Ag Committee's quarterly 
photo contest. Okay, oh. So spring, summer, fall, and winter, oh, wow. we yes. asked for the region to send us their best photos capturing the beauty of our area. Cool. A winner is chosen by the committee. We invite each of those winners to the event. It's a way to acknowledge them and, and to recognize their work. But uh, bottom line, we invite, we invite about 350 to get a response of 150 plus. And uh, this event, in 2023 shapes up to be bigger and better than ever. Wow. So I was wondering, Carter, when you spoke earlier about how you were building out Mm -hmm. these committees and bringing in younger growers, younger generations, Mm -hmm. and it sounds like you don't just wait for them to come, that you're actively pursuing these people. Is that something you just started these past couple of years? Is that why you think the chamber has grown so much? Uh, yeah, the chamber is doing well. I think we put on five different committees, put on more than 30 community events a year that bring people together. Our, our mission is to connect business and community. So we are constantly talking to folks and trying to bring the right people on board. I think where the Ag Committee shines at this event in particular mm-hmm. is these people who are part of our committee. They are volunteers. They show up. They do the work wherever they are needed. And the what's in it for me question Mm -hmm. is either secondary or it does not even get asked at all. These people are truly in it for the community, for Mm -hmm. the region, for an ag educational event um, and and to put on a great event uh, with other people getting to be a VIP guest uh, at no cost to attend. And I say no cost because we have 20 local ag major sponsors plus the statewide groups like Common Ground who are helping support this event and everything we do all year long. That's awesome. I just love that. Like when I when I get asked about North Dakota and like why do you why do you live in North Dakota it all comes back down to the people, mm-hmm. right? And it's the people and we come together when we need to and when it's really a passion area for us. That's how I feel about it and I'm sure it sounds like you both as well. So talk about Lavi, how do you pick like the location? Like, is it in a different spot all the time or do you choose to highlight a different area? Yeah. So we're we're on a two year rolling schedule. OK. And so yep, we've been at uh, Riddle Farms was last year. I mentioned Greg and Stacey Kessel yeah. uh, the years before uh, we'll, and uh, at the Ben Coon family farm this year. OK. And so, yeah, we're on a two year rolling schedule. So it's kind of new and fresh. Gives us cool. a little challenge every year to figure out the logistics of the event, but uh, we're up for that uh, just to kind of give it a different showcase. Mm -hmm. Uh, We try to invite different guests every year. Uh, There is some crossover, Mm -hmm. um, but generally, if you've been to the event once, you're not going to get a repeat invite uh, because we want as many people there as can to experience the event and the ambiance and the education behind it. So, uh, we're rolling that guest list every year, although we do change location. Uh, our representatives that are there uh, to to represent each commodity get to see a new venue. Uh, but generally, those who are attending uh, haven't been to the one the year before, but we do roll it. Uh, and we've been so lucky to have these gracious hosts uh, allow us to set up in their yards, in their fields use their facilities. Uh, it's a great undertaking for them to allow 160 plus people. Right. I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. logistically. It's like a 
That's like a crazy. big wedding. Because you know? <laughs> I'm in food and I've done dinners for 150 people, but never in a field. I can't right? imagine that. Quantity foods. Maybe oh. to, to give you a little, uh, let's let's look back by year. The 2022 event, okay. the hour by hour forecast had it being very windy in the daytime hours on the day of the event. Then, as it often does in North Dakota, calming down for a nice, beautiful North Dakota evening. Mm-hmm. So I got out to the location. It's like, we're going to make a weather call one way or another here. Oh, and man. it's 11 a.m. last year. I get out to Riddle Farms. The uh-huh. Ag Committee had already made the call for me that we're, we're having this event. You're they doing it. All the tables next to the grain bins, the tree row, everything we had to shelter from the wind. And our caterer, who was brand new to her job at the time, was very nervous and was waiting for us to cancel the event. But we went forward. And by about four, five o'clock, it was pretty clear we're going to get that great all North Dakota evening. Just enough breeze, maybe keep the flies away uh, a little bit. And sure enough, the Ag Committee made the right call. The 2022 event was awesome. That's That's great. Yeah. You know, if you don't like the North Dakota weather, what do we say? Just wait a couple hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. You know, we just make it make it a go. We're all it's hard, know. especially for outdoor events. Right. I mean, I've been thinking about the weather piece this whole time, but there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about it, right? You just have to wait it out and see what see what it brings. So let's talk about I mean, you mentioned a few people that you try to get at your event. Who's the target audience for this? Who would you love to have come to this event? So that on our invite list, the first set of group of people we're looking for are educators. Okay. Uh, okay. And have them bring that back to the classroom. 20 or 30 kids. Uh, you know, we get we we maybe make more ground there than than anywhere. So that's our first group that we want to try to have at our event. We're looking for teachers, we're looking for uh people, personnel within the school, nutritionists, uh, people who work in the kitchen. At the schools, you know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they have a weigh in on on the nutrition value uh, that these kids are receiving during mm-hmm. their lunch, and and so that's our our main goal, our main objective. Um, but really, the target audience is is anybody who goes to the grocery store and buys their food and doesn't know where it comes from. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, what are these cuts of meat that I'm buying, and and why? Like, mm-hmm. why is this ribeye? So much more than the sirloin. Like, what's right. the difference? And, yep. and what am I paying for? And where does this come from? And mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. So, I mean, generally, I say, yeah, it's our educators, but really, it's everybody right. who is not directly involved in ag and doesn't know. And it's not because, you know, they're not educated people. Mm-hmm. It's that the gap in, in what they're learning and how uh, this food comes out of this field behind me mm-hmm. and ends up in a loaf of bread on the grocery store shelf. Right. right. And, you know, we, we really are just our target is is just anybody who who needs to know or should know. Right. Yeah. Any consumer, really. Yeah. Yeah. Form decisions about what they're purchasing and why. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the train the trainer kind of right. method, which I love because then it spreads yeah. the education that you're providing at the event to it has a way wider reach as we say in public health i just i I love the idea of this event and i could see it all over north dakota what Mm -hmm. advice would you give to communities that wanted to start something like this well first and foremost you need to go to one okay (laughs) experience it yourself 
Uh, I think that was the best thing that we did. And I wasn't able to attend, but another committee member went and she brought back so much information mm-hmm. uh, by being able to go to somebody else's. I know there's at least three others in the state right now since we started ours. And, cool. And since you, know, you guys had done yours. So uh, it is it is starting to grow and people are starting to see, you know, how awesome this can be. And so um, I would say, first and foremost, um, get your local producers involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the people out there growing this product and this food for our nation. They are the most educated people. Have them there to talk to the people who are attending. Mm-hmm. Uh, they provide such great education, um, just in general conversation. Right. And then I, I guess for us, our biggest uh, challenge was that invite list for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just you just got to work real hard on on getting people to attend, and then it's a snowball, and yeah. you know that then you get a wait list. So, uh, you know that would be my I guess my three biggest takeaways from what we've learned over the years. Great advice. And you partner, you said, with a number of different um, other groups to oh, bring in. Yeah. So I was talking to Nicole with Beef Commission. That was my first call this yeah. morning and she I'm like, "Oh yeah, we're doing a podcast and I'm I'm talking to, you know, Lavi and and Carter and she's like, "Oh, is that, you know, the banquet in the field?" I'm like, "Well, yeah." Like that's how <laughs> like North Dakota's so small. We're all working together, <laughs> which I think is just cool. Like it's really cool that there's so many different connections in North Dakota with these yeah. events. And- yeah. Nicole was a representative for Beef uh-huh. uh, last event and she will be again. Yay. Uh, a great advocate for Beef for North Dakota. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we have, I mean, honestly, it is, it is, it's, it takes so many people yep. and we are so fortunate to have so many that are willing to help us and come and support and our major sponsors of local business in Dickinson is phenomenal. We don't charge a dime for people to come to this event. And the plate cost is excruciatingly high. Yes. Wait, you I know. didn't realize it's free. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You bet. And year by year, we will look at that model. But um, economics teacher would say there's no such thing as a free lunch. Right, no, true. It, it is You've got to have great our, sponsors. Great. Yes, we have 20 local sponsors, That's many awesome. commodity groups and wow. others statewide who will help us break even or a little better on mm-hmm. this event year by year. That's yeah. great. And with that, our commodity groups, not only are they sponsoring, but if they, if they aren't providing a representative at the event, mm-hmm. they have somebody local or a county rep who is there uh, so I, it's just phenomenal to have that kind of support uh, from from our from our North Dakota producers yes. and our groups that uh, are willing to also help us out and keep this keep this going year after year because yeah. it is a it is a big event. So what so, a great way though to bring yeah. the community together and get all these like minds together and right. spread the word. So I wonder if we should do our challenge did we talk to you about this at all our host halftime i know a little bit about this but go ahead <laughs> carter i'm nervous do you have some hard questions for like, us oh wait a second i think so okay oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> now okay am i supposed to be testing your listening skills or can i bring in trivia that yeah, maybe we you have just go on? with it there's no carter, rules whatever. you no do rules. you it's all fine right. okay so um, we're gonna ask we're gonna have you ask us three questions 
You and bet. Heather and I will do our best to answer correctly. Who's and, ever closest. Right. Or who's ever answered you and like the best. We Whatever. get uh, this yes. lovely uh, corn trophy. Heather and I tied <laughs> last time and I realized that I put her name wrong on here. We're just going <laughs> to... We're, we're a little competitive, so... Yeah, we are. So whenever but, you're ready, Carter let's hear or Lavi, uh, give us the Labby first. Will be, Labby will be the judge on okay. your answers to question number one, because in my mind, there's a, a range here, but okay. how many different commodity groups are represented on the menu at our banquet of field western style? Can I Ooh. ask how many courses there are? Uh, we have the appetizer <laughs> social and okay. then a, and then a plated dinner after that. Okay. Everyone okay. is well fed. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say I'm 12, 15. Oh. 13. Ooh, 13. I feel like Heather got that. You were the closest. <laughs> I don't like to give up wow, easily, though, 13? but you know, fine. That's, that's, that's impressive. Amazing. There are more commodity groups in North Dakota, uh, but we tried to stay focused on what we raised here in okay. Southwest North Dakota. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. We're probably closer to the accurate number if we counted all of our groups, mm-hmm. but we represent 13 because we're trying to kind of stay in our in our local area, what we grow in our fields. Okay. That makes sense. Now, sure. get this. I didn't know the answer to my own question, but I knew it was between 12 and 15. So, okay. So you had a I good mean, guess, too. You had a good guess, too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Carter. Okay, okay. question two. Second question. Uh, this is as of 2019, and I found it in an email that Lavi typed up and wrote to the chamber. But the question is, um, the amount of beef produced in North Dakota could make how many million hamburgers? Is it, you said a year? A year. In, in one year. In yep. one year. How many yes. what now? How many million hamburgers <laughs> could be made by the amount of beef produced in North Dakota in oh. a year as of 2019? Okay. I mean, I have no idea. I'm just but. trying to think of like how many hamburgers one cow makes. Four, uh, four million. I put three. Okay. Uh, 113. Million? 113 million. Whoa, that's a lot of hamburgers. Uh, okay, so... Yeah. We were a little you know, off. A little bit off. McDonald's serves billions and billions, right? Well, we get them, you know, over 100 what? million a year. 100 million. That, uh, like, yes. blows my mind right now. Okay. I mean, Carter and I didn't even practice this, so yeah. I hope I... The next. <laughs> right. Gosh. I want you to start emailing me, Lavi. Yeah, I like you those fun yeah, facts. Yeah, I like these facts. Fun facts on the weekly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fun facts by Lavi. I mean, we yeah. come up with business ideas yes. like during this podcast too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, Carter. We'll just do this three. one for fun because you know I've won, yeah. but let's just do the third one for fun. <laughs> it's the amount of canola oil produced in North Dakota each year could fill our state capitol building how many times over? That's going to be a lot. And who came up with this answer? Lavi. Lavi. Oh, again, fun fact. I found this somewhere. Okay. Oh well, it's got to be a lot, right? So that state capitol uh, building is pretty it's big. It's huge. How, how many stories is it? Okay, I'm going to say 125. Oh my gosh, I'm okay. Uh, this, this what did you time, say, Jeff? Okay. We have a 19-story state capital that could be filled 19 times over by canola oil. You okay. got it. Jen got it. 
There you um, go. But that's still a lot of canola oil. <laughs> that's a lot of canola oil. That is a... And fun fact about canola oil as your registered dietitian representative, it is a heart-healthy fat. And I use it all the time in my cooking because it has a higher smoke point than mm-hmm. olive oil. It's good for sautéing, stir-fry. Yes, it is. And it's readily available in the grocery store. And everyone thinks, like, I got to have olive oil. But canola oil is actually very heart-healthy. So I use it a lot. Mm-hmm. So okay, hats off to North Dakota canola producers. Well, good. Cool. Thanks for all that knowledge. We learned a lot in that host Thanks time. for letting me yeah. be a teacher again for five yes. minutes. Too. You know, anytime, Carter. <laughs> I would fit the demographic, Heather and I, of like the people that you're trying to reach. So I appreciate learning about this. Yes, thank you for sharing. Yeah, because we're educators in our own right. Um, Heather with the the chef background and me with my dietitian background. And it's just fun to get to connect with others across North Dakota and just highlight what wonderful work we're all doing. So we so appreciate you taking the time to to come on and visit with us and educate those listeners um, who are curious about North Dakota and all the wonderful things that we do together. And before so. you go, we do have one last question for oh, each yes. of you. We want to know what is your favorite part about being involved in North Dakota agriculture? Well, I think you already answered mine. It's the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get to work with farmers and ranchers every day. There's there's nobody more salt of the earth than yes. than a farmer or a rancher. So I I enjoy being able to work with those guys and and I learn from them also. So it's fantastic to be able to be a part of that sector. That's awesome. How about you, Carter? The people, the the weather related challenges, uh, the teacher appreciation element. Of course, that tugs at my heartstrings. But mm-hmm. you think about how busy those educators are. Say right, uh, yep. Labor Day through Memorial Day. Um, mm-hmm. And I know they're busy in the summer months as well, but you get to mid-July, it's their one opportunity to take an evening yes. and have a VIP event, a free event to attend that our Ag Committee puts on. That's wonderful. Yes. That's such a good gift to the educators, mm-hmm. too. It is. They deserve it more than anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Well, excellent. Great answers. We can yes. agree more. Amazing. <laughs> and thank you for joining us. We need to get ourselves to that field, though, Jen, at some point. Yeah, yes. I think so. Yes, I think we need to. We're coming for you, Levy. Uh, yeah, another field trip. <laughs> I mean, we have the state kind of mapped out on who we want to visit yeah. now, so like we might need like a month. Yeah, we need a we need a Winnebago, <laughs> a Winnebago, yeah. and a month off work. <laughs> yeah, we'll take we'll you make... to the little Missouri grasslands. It's over a million acres. It's one of the largest national grasslands in the country. Oh, oh amazing! A million. Ooh, fun okay. facts by Levy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Regardless so much. of our of our head count for our event, know that we will make room for two more for you oh, too. That's anytime. So kind. Um, we appreciate your support of our event and thanks for a, a fun conversation today as well. Absolutely. Oh, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate it so much. And have a beautiful North Dakota day. <laughs> yes. All right, you too. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was so heartwarming. I love it. I love them. I love the educator stance. Mm -hmm. You know, that really tugs at my heart as well, like Carter said. And just like the involvement and how many people that it takes to to put on an event and how much they love it and all the volunteers that Mm -hmm. it takes. And they never ask the question on like, well, what's, 
you know, what's in it what's for in, me. No, because but, it's that connection once again absolutely. that we keep coming back to. It is, and the passion behind it, mm-hmm. right? And like how they're just trying to share the word about how where their food comes from, and that's really what we're trying to do too, right? Don't you think? Right. And what there's no better way to do it than mm-hmm. serve the food where it's from. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I love the idea of the spreading throughout North Dakota. Yeah. Right. We've got these beautiful fields everywhere. Yes. Let's get some tables out there yes. and have some dinners. Absolutely. I mean, that's like speaking our love language, I feel <laughs> yes. like food. Yes. <laughs> and, and camaraderie across the table. That's why we have a table here. We talk over the table, right? And yeah. We gather around the table. So awesome. That was awesome great. stuff. So next up, I think we're talking to Scott. I'm, he is a legend. On soybeans. Soybeans. The soybean king. Up yes. next. So join us next time. Thanks for tuning in. Watch us or listen wherever you listen to your podcasts. And have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the Common Ground North Dakota podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Most importantly, send us your questions about North Dakota agriculture by visiting our website. You might win a prize. We'll see you in the next episode of the Common Ground North Dakota podcast.